Hi guys, it's Udos and welcome to the Udos show. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Lee Hammock and he is a diagnosed uh, narcissist and he also helps people heal from dealing with narcissistic people and he also uh, you know, educates on how to like spot a narcissist and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for joining me today, Lee. And I'm so excited to talk to you about all of these narcissistic issues that we have in society today. <laughs> so let's just get into it. Um, what makes a narcissist? How do you become a narcissist to begin with? So a lot of people, I mean, m- most people would say that you become a narcissist due to some type of, you know, childhood trauma, um, childhood abandonment issues and things like that, where it, you, you know, you just become it because of, you know, extenuated circumstances in your environment. <clears throat> but there's been some, you know, some more recent research that says there could be, uh, you know, a slightly genetic component to it. But most people would say, you know, trauma in your childhood and trying to, you know, you know, trying to work through the things in your childhood that, you know, might have hurt you and you repressed and you, you know, you felt defenseless from and things like that. So narcissism pretty much to me is like, a defense mechanism to protect, you know, a damaged inner child, inner ego and things like that. Oh, got it. Okay. So if you like have a kid that, you know, you nurture and you basically give them everything and help them out or whatever the tools are, make them feel safe. It's rarer to become a narcissist then, right? Yeah, I would say it's very rare, but if you give them too much and you don't tell them, tell them no, you don't set boundaries in their childhood, then you can still lead to some kind of narcissism because typically, you know, most narcissists hate hearing the word no. So mm-hmm. if you don't get them accustomed to hearing the word no when they're growing up, when they get when they become adults, they're not used to hearing no. So they're going to lash out on people who tell them no. You know, so, yeah, wow. you can do that by, you know, over over pampering, you know, kids and, you know, young adults and things like that. Teenagers. <clears throat> wow. That's. That's good to know. So then after, you know, your narcissist and everything, like how do you, how does someone even spot a narcissist? Like, how do you know you're dealing with a narcissist and what are some of the um, things that you should look out for? So I think everybody now, nowadays knows that uh, narcissist is like a buzzword that, you know, hurt women call their boyfriend who didn't, who didn't treat them correctly. But narcissistic personality disorder, what I've been clinically diagnosed with, you know, it's a pattern of behaviors that tends to destroy your interpersonal relationships. So what you see, the people closest to the narcissist get treated the worst because, you know, you can hurt them the most that you know more about them, but how to spot a narcissist really early on, you know, how like slow down. I always say like narcissist speed is the weapon of a narcissist or a toxic person, whatever you want to call them, you know, going narcissists like to move really, really fast. They like to love bomb you with the things that, you know, become who you want them to be, become who you need them to be. Mm-hmm. And they get that and they get the information by, li- by listening to you, by from your online profiles, from your dating sites and things like that. Because typically people on their dating sites are going to list exactly what they're looking for in a significant other. And guess what? I'm a narcissist. So I'm going to look at that stuff. I'm going to become just that. If you like Luke Bryan, guess who my favorite artist is? Luke Bryan. You know, if yeah. you know, <laughs> if yeah. you like you know if you if you like that type of whatever you like i'm going to like so slow that's what i tell people slow down and learn to learn to say the word no to people because if you're a people pleaser and you like to say yes to people and you don't like hurting people feelings you're going to get a lot of narcissists in your life they're going to take advantage of you so just you know, tap the brakes set you know, set some healthy boundaries to protect yourself because narcissists 
toxic people, whatever, don't like boundaries. They just, no, they don't. You say no to them, they're going to push against whatever you say no, you know, whatever you say no to. You want to go home on the first night? No. Why not? I, I thought we liked each other. I thought we were feeling it. You see how that goes right there? Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, a person that respects your boundaries is going to say, okay, I get it. Too fast. Sorry about that. A narcissist, toxic person is going to say, why not? I thought we, 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 we hit it off. I, I told you everything that you wanted. To, I'm, I'm who you want me to be, you know? So, yeah, exactly. What about, what about like, um, for instance, like somebody tells you like, I love you within like the first couple of weeks or something like that, or they try to move in, like <laughs> they, they're moving in or, or you don't even know that they moved in. They just like, like won't go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, that comes from learning to say no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It comes from learning to say no. Like, can you? So, me personally, I know people are going to push back. I don't believe in love at first sight. Yeah. Because I, I, I think love is love is you know it's a it's a verb. It's it's actions involved in that and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a narcissist might be showing you that they love you through their actions early on. But I say, say, find some, find a reason to say no. Just put it back. I said, no. Can I live with you one weekend? No. Why not? I'm homeless. No. Yeah. Cool. You, you you were homeless before you met me. You know, you're homeless before you met me. You can be homeless now. You know, like, you know, but like I said, that's invading your, like, if they, if they move in really, really quickly without you knowing, kind of like, you know, bring their stuff and don't leave. That's, invi- yeah. that's violating yeah. a boundary right there. Yeah, you didn't say no to them. You was like, hey, you need to go home after the. You've been here two weeks straight. You haven't went home. Oh, I, I thought I thought we were hitting it off. You know, I thought we were. <laughs> thought we had this going on. Man, what, what's going on here? You you don't you don't love me? I thought you loved me. You know, yeah. they'll force love on you. They'll force you to love them by by not leaving you alone. You know? Yeah, but from what I noticed with like narcissists, <laughs> they like go from one relationship to the next to the next. So it's very likely that they don't even have a place to stay. So maybe they're just like live with this other person and then they move right into your place you know Mm -hmm. and then they're just going from like place to place not really having a actual place to live yeah it it really depends on that that narcissist i guess their their socioeconomic status like some narcissists are you know there's there's a bunch of rich rich powerful narcissists that don't need a place to stay you know what i mean yeah but the 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 i guess the the bum variety of narcissists need a place to stay so yeah they'll fall in love with you really really quick or you know they'll give you everything that you want and need and just you know kind of force it on you they, they'll yeah. they'll make you feel like if you leave them alone that you're missing out on something like hey hey you're gonna miss out on me you know there's nobody else like like me out here that's gonna treat you this way so if you don't kind of you know move as fast as i want you to move you're going to lose me yeah. and that creates you know yeah. if you're dealing with the narcissist that you I mean a lot of times you care about this person because even though it's really fast, those emotions are kind of, you know, the emotions are moving fast too. So you care about this person really, really fast. And that's, and that's exactly what that narcissist wants. They want you to care about them really, really fast because they know if they showed you who they really are, you might not love them, you know? Yeah. So they need to get you to, they need to get you to fall in love with them really fast in order to get in order to get what they want from you in order, whether, you know, moving in, money whatever they're trying to get from you they need to get it quickly before they reveal themselves to who they for who they really are yeah and like what's the usual timeline of like a narcissist revealing themselves uh it really it really is just depends some some people can hold it up for months weeks at a time and whatnot that's why i say to speed up said timeline find a way to say no 
like I, I know I know I keep repeating it, but like I, I truly believe that you will learn more from saying no to someone than you will by saying yes to everything. Say you can say yes, 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 yes. And that one no, they react negatively to you. They they hate that no. Why do you say no to me? You know, they might not be used to you saying no. So yes. you can speed up, you can ex- you can accelerate that timeline if you say no to that person somehow, some way, shape, or form. So you know, saying no helps. Yeah. So one of the things or some of the things to look out for is one love bombing, like they say they love you and they do all these things that are amazing for you, like right up front, like tattoo your name on their chest and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, I know I know people think that's cute. Oh, oh they got my name on their chest. You know, it's real. No, that's not yeah. real. That's ownership. That's them. That's them like branding themselves with you. That's them thinking they own you now. A tattoo from a toxic person means yeah. that they own you. You belong to them. You know, if I, if I got your name on my chest, you're mine. You know, because this is this is you know it's permanent. Even even if I even if I get it covered up, it's still there. So it's permanent. You know, yeah. Even exactly. if we break up, it's still there. So you're still mine technically. So yeah, that that whole ownership and it, you know, what I mean, if it feels if it doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. it's typically not right. Trust your intuition. That's why, yeah. A lot of people kind of ignore the red flags. They're like, this doesn't feel right, but I'm going <laughs> to yeah. go with it. Yeah. You know? But I'm going I'm to go with it because it's, it's exciting. You know, yeah. and then five years later, you're like, dang, what happened? You know, it, it kind of yeah. blows your mind as to what happened. You know, it's like a five-year whirlwind. Yeah. You didn't really know that person. So, And then what's so interesting, sorry, like uh, what's so interesting for me is that Like, you know, you've been told like, oh, you know, if you want to be in the relationship, you have to just trust the other person. You have to trust that, you know, um, this is the person that they are or how else is the relationship going to work? Right. But the whole issue with like when like, for instance, if you're like a woman or whatever you are, right, you have to be very careful because the all of these signs are like warning signs right but then you want to believe because the, the other side oh you have to trust and you you know how else are you going to have a relationship <clears throat> if you never trust right mm-hmm. but like it's like so many situations now where you're just like oh my god this person is like doing this or they're doing that and then you're like oh you got to trust you got to trust how else are you mm-hmm. going to have a relationship <laughs> so but then you end up like dealing with this stuff and then when you deal with a narcissist i'm pretty sure like anyone that has ever dealt with it like they come off as amazing like wow Mm -hmm. finally i found the love of my life they're exactly what i wanted they're my soulmate they're this they're that because they match everything that you actually like or want right so you're just like wow like they're like this is the person for me god sent this person to me because you know this is what love is supposed to be you're like equals and you uh, love the same stuff and it's just meant to be right <laughs> but they're just basically just like it's all bullshit and they're just like pretending to be something the whole time uh, and you think like wow this is amazing because like everything is working so smoothly <laughs> yeah. but it's but it's not like you know <laughs> so so that's that's what like so when you said trust there's a difference there's, there's a difference between trust and blind trust yeah, trust yeah. means you you trust in a person to be you know to be authentic to to be genuine yeah. but if you you know blind trust is just like ignoring the red flags like 
you said you were married and you, y'all still living together. That's ignoring you know, that you, I, I'm, you, you can trust that that person is still living together, but sleeping downstairs or sleeping in a separate bed. But that seems like you're kind of doing this. Like, so y'all yeah. live together, but you're, 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 you're still married, but you're living together and, but in separate beds. That, that's blind yeah. trust. That means you have to bl- blindly believe that person, you know? Exactly. What you say about God sent me this person. In the Bible, it seemed like the devil, the devil was sending people too. The devil was sending things too. You know, the the serpent in the Garden of Eden. You know, the, the devil was sending some things as well. So God could have sent it to you. You know, you know for God is going to go. You know, God is he going? Is God going to test people? Yes, yeah, he's going to test you. But I feel like also God gave you free will and intuition to trust that you know to to make your own decisions. Like if God sends somebody into your life, it doesn't mean that person has to stay there. You know, because a lot of people will say that, like, God, see me, this person, we pray together. We, you know, we are, he's, he, he or they, they are a believer, but doesn't mean that person is for you because people could use religion to manipulate you very, very easily. Yes. I, I prayed for you at night, you know, the whole time yeah. cheating, the whole time, the whole time cheating. I, was, yeah. like, I, ca- I called you last night and you didn't, yeah, I called you last night, but you didn't pick up. Like, I was praying, but the whole time they were cheating, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just the <laughs> mindset. I just like, you know, don't, bl- don't blindly trust people. If you don't yeah. feel right, ask, don't be, af- and also don't be afraid to ask questions because if you feel like you can't ask questions in the beginning of the relationship, you won't be able to, you won't be able to ask questions in the middle or the end. So yeah. you have to feel comfortable with that person, ask questions, get real answers. Yeah. And you might as well kind of eliminate all of those uh, kind of troubles or questions or question mm-hmm. marks from the beginning, then waiting like a year or two and then figuring out, oh, wow, like this guy was all lies, you know, yeah. or this girl yeah. was all lies. So, like, I think it's just interesting, like how the lies, they're just kind of not just going like with one person, but like they all usually go all around. Like they're just lying about everything. Like everything is just a bunch of lies. Like whether it's mm-hmm. the workplace, because they're lying to the people at work about like certain things. Then they're lying about other things to people they care about and then lying about other things to the family members. And it just turns yep. into like everything is <coughs> um like a full on lie, you know. <laughs> but, but you know that that most narcissists and toxic people just lie just just to be lying. You mean lie lying is the way of life. They they tell so many lies mm-hmm. that the tr- the truth is in there somewhere, but it's like covered up in lies. It's like you know, like a, a jolly like like a um, a lollipop. You know, with the with the chocolate center, you got to lick around the, the lollipop to get to the chocolate, the bubble gum yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. That bubble, the, you know, the bubble gum is the truth. So you got to lick around a whole bunch of lies to get to the truth with a you know, with a narcissist or uh, a toxic person, or whatever. Because narcissistic people will lie when the truth when the truth will work. Because lying to a narcissist is power and control. They want to control all the situations. So if I'm if I'm just sitting right here lying to you for thirty minutes, I go home and lie to my wife for thirty minutes, and y'all somehow team up together. Y'all get in contact with each other. Mm-hmm. Y'all going, you gotta, you gotta spend a lot of time deciphering lies. Well, he told me this. He told me this. You know, you, so y'all sit right there trying to figure out what the truth is or what, who's, who's lying. Am I lying or do you lying? You know, mm-hmm. lying is power and control. So just like, if, if they lie uh, again, if they lie early, they will lie in the middle. They will lie late. So if you catch them in a lot early on in a relationship, just, just leave them alone. Just leave them alone. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. if they lie early, this time, you know, if you forgive them for lying and cheating on and lying and cheating, 
early in the relationship, you're setting the kind of standard for the relationship. Like, oh, I can get away with this. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> And like, why, why do you think narcissists do this? Like, what do they really get out of it? Is it control or is it like, what, what, what do they really get out of all this? So I feel like the main goal for most narcissists, you know, including myself is like literally control. You want to, you want to control every aspect of your, of your life, you know, because I feel like growing up, you know, you can you can control a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things outside of your control. You you wish you can go back in your life, in your early childhood, and control those things, but you can't. You know what I mean? Because I'm in therapy talking to my therapist about this. She's like, you want to control too much, and it's going to drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. So you have to let go of the things that you cannot control. So most narcissists are trying to control everything, but by by controlling everything, they're seeking to get like validation from the outside world. You know, because like even me, even me, myself, even in the years of therapy that I've had for myself, it's still hard for me to, you know, to practice self-love and, you know, to validate myself. So, I, you know, so like myself, like most narcissists seek out external validation from the world. You know, they just do. That's why, they, you know, they always try to be in multiple relationships because nothing will ever no No one person is enough for a narcissist. That's just, you know, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. One person doesn't work. You know, they need more people to fulfill that, un, you know, that, that unquenchable thirst for validation. So there's their senior. You can literally do everything for a narcissist person. You can like every, everything that that person asks you to do, you do it. And they still go out and cheat on you try or, or break up with your, you know, find somebody else. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, mm-hmm. nothing. You were perfect. And they'll, but this person is perfect there. You know, they, yeah, they find yeah. somebody else's one, you know. The grass, the grass might not be greener. It's just, it's just different grass. They just, you know, maybe this person will make me feel better. Maybe this person will help me not feel as empty as I always feel. It has nothing to do with the person that you're with. It's just really the lack of internal validation that we're always, you know, just going to feel empty regardless of what, what other people do for us or what other people say about us. But like, why does it feel empty? Is it to fill that void from like your childhood experience or what, why, like, where is it coming from? Yeah, just me, like me personally, just kind of growing up, you just, you know, you feel like you were never enough, you know, like nothing you did was ever going to be enough to, to satisfy the people that you wanted to satisfy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have an absent mom or dad or whatever, you want that person to be in your life. So you try to do good in sports and school and stuff like that. Hey, maybe if I, you know, make the A honor roll, my dad will come around. Mm-hmm. Nope. Maybe I'll make the football team, my dad will come around. Nope. So just feel like no matter what you do, the love you never you no matter what you do and what you try the love that you don't get the no you, you don't get the love from the person that you want it from the most mm. and, that, and that builds this feeling of, that builds this you know this feeling of inadequacy like even now today i said no matter what i do no matter how, how many people i help no matter how many people i talk to i still feel i still feel inadequate but i understand why so that kind of helps me deal with that on a personal level a more personal you know intro you know introspective level I understand why I do this. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, hey, I, you helped a thousand people this month. Cool. We, mm-hmm. we should have helped a thousand and one. You know, that one person you didn't help went back to the toxic relationship and now you fail. You, you're a failure. <laughs> the thousand don't count. The one matters. You know, that one failure yeah. hurts the most. Yeah. But that's so interesting because <laughs> if you look at like arty, artists and celebrities and like people in the public eye, there's so many people that like, um, 
you know, want to kind of get into entertainment or whatever, because they, mm -hmm. they're like, you know, they've been hurt in childhood or something like that. And they're seeking that validation. Right. But some of them are narcissists. Some other ones aren't narcissists. They're just looking for that love in other places, mm -hmm. like you said. So like, what's the difference between someone that, you know, just looking for like a way to find self-love or like kind of find themselves in that pattern and like what's the difference between the narcissists is it that they cheat and they can't hold relationships and stuff like that or i feel like i feel like in those situations the difference is intent you mm -hmm. know like in intent and, and the pathway like the person who's just trying to get validation trying to be you know rich and famous and trying to get in the public eye They they are doing that while not no there's no malintent they're not trying to pull other people down to lift themselves up they're just doing it the authentic way they're doing it in a genuine way there's like I'm going to be successful I'm going to do it the right way you know so yeah. they do it the right way they audition they do stuff like that well narcissistic people they are trying to replace you they're not trying to work beside you they're trying to actively replace you and take over your and, and ruin you you know that that's where you know the difference between I guess you know narcissists is they destroy their interpersonal relationships. That's why you, you get a lot of narcissists. They might be rich and famous, but then they don't have a close set of friends. Like, you don't have any friends. You know, I'm, I'm, your, you know, I'm your husband, I'm your wife, but you don't really have any friends because they destroy their interpersonal relationships because it's hard to be around them. You know, um, you, get a lot of, you, you get a lot of people to destroy people on their pathway to success. Like, hey, I, I used to be friends with Lee. He just ran over top of me and took my place, you know? As opposed to somebody else that's on a similar path, they just work together. Hey, how, how can we work together? The narcissist is asking you, how can I, how can I get above you? You know, how can I use yeah. you in this situation to, to, to catapult myself while simultaneously leaving you behind? So yeah, I feel like the intent behind those people is what really matters. Like you can want to be rich and successful and, mm -hmm. you know, to get to that point and you can want to be rich and successful to pull other people down it's just because you think you're better than everybody else, you know? Wow, like that's so, so like eye opening for me because like I was one of the victims of the <laughs> iCloud hack leak and this hacker, he like hacked me and like ruined my whole life, like made me look like something that I was not and you know, all that kind of stuff. I was just in a relationship doing what, you know, you're supposed to do in relationships. But the guy that I was with, he took pictures and a video of me without my consent. And then mm -hmm. he like threatened to leak it, but he didn't leak it. And then the hacker got to it. Right. So like, This went all over the media and everything, but the hardest part was like obviously like everybody's seeing that, but all of the people that I knew in social media and were friends with that I used to collab with and all of this other stuff, they like literally turned on me and then they said that I leaked this to like become famous or whatever. And then they used that like like a, as a pedestal to like kind of put me down and then they could just mm -hmm. like move me out of the way kind of thing you know yeah which was so weird because I was just kind of like what the that that was just so strange to me because I was always like okay let's work together everybody can win kind of thing but everybody yeah. like they don't think like that you know so yeah. but that's like interesting because I didn't even think of it like that like mm -hmm. I was just kind of wondering like how that works when it comes to like different types of people in the public eye you know yeah. because yeah. in my head like Uh, because I'm in the public eye, I'm like, oh, my God, like, 
what like what am I trying to find the validation for or is there validation what am I seeking here but then I remember like from the beginning the goal wasn't like social media the goal wasn't like to become an A-list movie star like all of those things were just so I could do something else like in the end and which was for the greater good like and all that kind of stuff right but it's just weird to me because like some of these people, they just seek the validation as like, I want to be rich and famous and that's it. Like, and mm-hmm. I talked to so many influencers and people and they're just like, always the end goal is just bigger, like bigger on social media, more followers, more, more, more. And then, but there's no, nothing like else that's like good kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that's helping other people. But I love what you're doing because it's like, even though, um, you know, you might have done things that, you know, impacted people in a uh, negative unsavory. kind of manner. What? Yeah. So, uh, I've done some unsavory things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you've done that, but like you own it and you're you taking responsibility for it. And now mm-hmm. you're trying to help other people. So there's a there's a like a way of like, you know, you, when it, it got to you, like you you process that and you're trying to do something for the greater good, even though, you know, like, Oh, wow. I like really messed up. Like, I think that's the hardest part because even when, um, I think anyone trying to be in a relationship, whether they're narcissistic or they're not, I honestly think relationships aren't really going to work unless both people work on themselves. Like, um, you know, whether it's like through books or therapy or whatever, they have to like, like really look at inside themselves and understand everything and like try to just understand more and more about yourself so that you can like work mm-hmm. with someone else in a relationship and like they're both kind of healed, you know? Yes. But but even what you, even what you just said in the beginning yeah. when you started, you just said like... <clears throat> There's enough to go around. They just yeah. you just made it seem like there's a, a plate big enough for everybody. There's enough helpings to serve everybody. Yeah. Narcissists yeah. don't think that way. I want to eat, so I eat first. If there's something left, then you can eat too. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that's how it goes right there. Like you are looking at the greater good and just saying, like, there's enough to go around. Everybody come eat. The narcissist is like, let me eat first. And then like if you starve, you should have can't, you know, you should have worked harder. You, you should have been me. You know, and that happens and that happens a lot in situations like that. You can kind of tell that when people like say, you know, in groups or you you like you collaborating with people and things like that. And they turn and they it's just it's still like they're waiting to turn on you. Like you leaked this to get more popular than us. So we're going to cut you off. And, you know, we're going to yeah. use you as a stepping stone to get more successful or whatever. You know, that's a different type of person right there. It, it just is. Instead of people being in your corner. man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your downfall, you know, not, not your downfall. You know, when stuff comes out about you, yeah, that will reveal your real friends and people who are just kind of just, you know, placeholders for your real yeah. friends. So but as far as like dealing with like narcissistic people in the workplace and stuff like that, that's such an in- interesting topic because like you hear about the relationships and, you know, maybe even a mother and father mm-hmm. kind of situation. But what about work relationships how do you deal with a narcissistic person when you work with this person or like somehow now they're they're like out to get you in whatever weird way or i don't know i don't even know if it's called like out to get you but they want to like get you out of the way uh, so that you know they don't see you as a threat what 
they they can blacklist you and things like that. They they can definitely do that. Like in the workplace, yeah, it's it's a little different dealing with a narcissist, especially if it's your supervisor or your boss or something like your director, somebody like that. If I say you always documentation helps. Documenting, you know, I know I don't know what state people, you know, some states you can record conversations in to protect yourself. You can keep documentation of what what is said between the people, you know, so people can actually know the truth. Yeah. Because the, the truth, the truth matters. And it, it, most, most times the truth will set you free. So a lot of people, you know, you kind of like, you know, there's some famous court cases going on right now, whatever. There's recordings coming out where, you know, <laughs> that yeah. person didn't know that person didn't know they were getting recorded and was being authentic and honest. So you see how they can help, help yeah. you in the long run by, you know, by documenting things like that. Like this, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Record, mm-hmm. write stuff down. Things like that. That's how you protect yourself in situations like that because you can't fire them. If this is your boss, you can't fire your boss. How? No. You know. And like, so, uh, so you get the documentation, but other other than that, what else can you do? Like, 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 let's say they try to get you blacklisted, or they're manipulating people against you, or you know, whatever the whole systematic thing is. You know that a lot of narcissistic people do. Like, they would mm-hmm. try to um get everybody to turn against you or you know all of those kind of factors what do you do when it's work like you know work like i said the work relationship is going to be a, a lot different because like the power dynamic is not going to be the, the exact same because if you work for somebody they're, they're going to be you know typically they're going to be a higher level than you in it whatever you know movies acting whatever it, it could be just a warehouse they're going to be a higher level than you so yeah they can probably get you fired and things like that but like the best thing is usually like this is what i always say your your regardless your reactions or your power because typically they're, they're going to try to trigger a reaction out of you to make it seem like their actions are justified you know that's why i fired her because she went crazy y'all see how crazy she is you know i didn't do anything to her y'all see this is why she got fired because she can't control her temper she's the crazy one and it makes you look crazy mm-hmm. so control it so, so documenting things controlling controlling how you react to people you know because a lot of people are going to want to fight back try, you try to fight fire with fire it just creates a bigger blaze you know yeah. but it's yeah. like controlling your reaction how you respond to situations it, it can it can save you mm-hmm. it really really can because people are like well if that was true you no know, she would be acting this way as opposed to th- th- these different situations right there so i just feel like your regardless of the relationship work intimate brother sister mom dad your reactions are going to be your power because a lot of narcissists want to trigger you to make you feel like they're affecting you. If they can't trigger you, they can't control you. But if they can trigger you, they can control you. So if they're spreading rumors and stuff like that, and you try to fight fire with fire, you start spreading rumors. Mm. Who wins in this situation? Nobody. Yeah. I mean, there's a no win situation in the first place because, Mm -hmm. you know, well, I guess if they do enough, they like ultimately kind of make it look like certain things, but then the truth mm-hmm. will always come out. So it's like, yeah. you know, it, it will probably take longer, you know, depending on the situation and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, what is the Definitely. point of that? You know, mm-hmm. and that's the frustrating part right there. You just said it's like it might take longer for it to come out. A lot of people will get frustrated. It's like, I'm ready for the, the truth is right here. Y'all just need to see it. You want you want to force it out. So, again. You know, yeah. controlling your reactions and how you react, you know, your temperament mm-hmm. matters in these situations. Because if you re- if you explode, no matter what that person did to you, you look like the aggressor. Why? Yeah. Why are you yelling and screaming like that? Nobody said anything to you. You're like, Rah, you know? So you look yeah. like the bad person, which is what exactly. narcissists want, which is what narcissistic people want to happen. They're like, y'all say I didn't say anything to her. She just went crazy. Mm-hmm. Boom. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then they got that sat- satisfaction or gratification, like, oh, I got my way kind of thing. They, they, yeah. they feel good on the inside. They, probably on the, they might smirk on the outside. Yeah. They, they definitely feel good on the inside, but they might you know, slide a little smirk. Yeah, little, they're like, little. so that's the, the other funny thing that, like, in my scenario happened to me. Like, I did a collab with, like, Kevin Hart and all these, like, all these big name mm-hmm. people, whatever, right? And uh, in the comments, these people will go and they will talk shit about me in the comments. Like, why are you working with her? You shouldn't be working with her. She's not a good look. She did this. She did that. And then they're throwing a whole smear campaign in the comments. Mm -hmm. And it like took everything in me. But I was like, they want a reaction. Don't give them a reaction. Just let it be. Right. Right. So this whole time, eight years, I didn't say anything. And then now like, you know, they like, okay, she died off. She let like, you know, they left me alone, you know, because they're like, we got rid of her or whatever, <laughs> you know? So like eight years now later, I'm finally telling my true story or whatever. And even yeah. now I'm not even saying their names, nothing like I'm, I'm yeah. not even going to go there. Um, but the crazy part is like, I think what they ended up getting away with is that they wore me down, you know? Like they did so much consistently nonstop that it eventually took a toll on me, you know? So it's like, I think if they don't get that reaction, they're just going to keep going, going to they like wear you out. And like, you get to that point where you're just like, Oh, I'm so exhausted and drained now that it's like, you know, you don't even want to deal with this. You don't want to do anything anymore because you're just like, like fighting like against so many situations here like Mm -hmm. especially like if you're in a public eye think about like in my scenario like i had the hacking so i have like random like followers and people just talking smack you know Mm -hmm. and not even knowing the whole scenario some of them knew but you know they're gonna make their own assumptions or whatever right then you have like these people and they're just going and going and going and they just keep dragging it out, reposting the videos and rebinding it, retweeting it, you know, just sharing it more. And it's just like, wow, like why go out of your way? Like I'm already down. Why are you kicking me even more? Like it's crazy. So because what you just said, you, you use the perfect word to describe it though. You say exhaustion. Yeah, because that's what most you know, most narcissist toxic people want to do is exhaust you to where you just feel like you just you're defeated. You just give up. And you're like, even when you give up, they kick you while you're down. He's like, OK, guys, here's here's the white towel. I'm throwing it in the towel. And they're like, OK, here we're going to take the towel and wrap it around your head and choke you with a little bit more. You know, make sure she's dead. They want to exhaust you into giving up. And, you know works work related relationship related you know they, they want to exhaust you into giving up that's why sometimes even when you know in a relationship even when they break up with you or you break up with them mm-hmm. they'll just they won't leave you alone they become obsessive they become stalkerish and they'll just try to exhaust you into giving up to where you feel to the point where you feel like it's easier to just give in to them you know it's easier you know, my life is easier if i give in to them as opposed to you know just letting them hammer away at me for a long extended period of time so they, they seem like the way happened to you. Just like they just try to exhaust you and just hammer away at you. You know, it's not a good look to work with her. Blah 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 blah. Boop 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 boop. But you you can like I said, controlling your reactions. If you don't get in the reaction that they want, they're like, oh, she responded to me and she's angry. Yes. Yeah. I mean, exactly. A hit, a hit dog holler. Hit dogs holler. You know, that's that's what they say. <laughs> but that that scenario was so funny because uh, I don't even know if like Kevin Hart like knew about all this stuff. But in that specific situation, I like 
I mean, all of them. I didn't say anything, but the funny part was yeah. like he ended up deleting all of their videos and then kept mine up. So I was just like, oh, well, that's funny because my video went viral on that page. So I was just like, yeah. okay, cool. But I don't know if it had something to do with that or if he like noticed it or I don't, I don't even know what happened. But I just thought it was interesting because I'm like, oh, he kept it up and they had all these like smear campaigns <laughs> in the yeah. in the comments, you know, but. Yeah. So basically, they try to uh, exhaust you. They try to get a reaction from you. And like, what is the trick is to not get exhausted and not like, like, how do you not get exhausted after dealing with someone that's like trying to traumatize you consistently, you know? Yeah, because like the way you don't, the way you don't get exhausted, if you don't, you don't, you might be exhausted, but you don't want to show them exhaustion. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might you might be tired. Like I say I'm pretty sure you get tired. You know, you, you, if you're on Kevin Hart's page, you're gonna get you're you gonna get a lot of stuff on there. You know, yeah. it gets you know, you know, don't feed the fire. Don't go into the you know, don't if it's getting hot. Just like you know, you don't have to look at that type of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. if they're calling you incessantly, if they're blowing your phone up, if they're you know just doing stuff to you, just typically if you can't get restraining or you you, don't, you just ignore yeah. it. You know, yeah. because it, it exhausts. You know, if they can't exhaust you, eventually it might take a while. They become exhausted themselves, yeah. you know. Eventually, uh, it ain't working. Let me leave this month. Let me leave alone. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> to, the next, you know, to the next exposure, you know. They go somewhere else, you know. Yeah. It just seems like you know they, they if they can't exhaust you, they become exhausted because they, you know, who has that time, effort, and energy to put into trying to ruin somebody unless they're getting paid for. It. Unless this is unless this is their job to do, then you know they they, they typically go over time. You know, just, I don't know what time period it is, but you know, over time, it, like I say, it can get very very annoying. Yeah. (laughs) And then as far as like the workplace, one of my friends, they told me that it's kind of like two taco stands or shops. They have a, you know, they work next to each other. So the way these people think they're like, oh, if I can take this other taco shop down, then there will be more business for me. Right. Because then I'll be Mm. the last taco shop standing, you know. Yeah. But hey, maybe my tacos are better, you know, like, (laughs) like. You got to, like, let the people decide, you know, maybe they want <laughs> these type of tacos, maybe they want that kind of yeah. tacos, you know, but that's kind of the mentality behind it. So when it comes to workplace, they think like, oh, if I just like uh, tear down this other situation mm-hmm. or competitor or whatever, then it's like I'm the last one standing and then yeah. people have no choice other than to come to me and, mm-hmm. you know, like watch my stuff or buy my stuff or whatever it might be. Right. Um, But when it comes to relationships, they might tear you down with like taking pictures with the new person that they're with and looking like they're so happy. And then including that new person into their family now, and now they're involved in the family and it's just been like a month or something. (laughs) You're like, wow, like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I thought we had like a full on relationship and a family mm-hmm. thing going, but now no, like they're no, already you, like you a week right later. They're but, but, yeah. But you see that's how that's that's how narcissists and toxic people that's that's literally the actions right there. Yeah. With the two taco stands, instead of just trying to work together and just like hey, let's team up, they wanted to destroy that taco stand. Yeah. You know, and make it sound like they have the best tacos, but it's it's not going to be that way. Mm-hmm. But relationship wise, like you see, like happy people don't need to show the world that they're that happy. You know, 
hey, I know I just broke up with this person a week ago, but my, my new this is the love of my life. I'm going to post it all over social media. My parents love them, even though they've been knowing it for two hours. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a facade because narcissists, we don't heal that way. Like you can, you after breakup, you can take some time to yourself and, you know, you can self-validate and self-soothe and you can heal on your own. I can't do that. I need it because my thoughts will destroy me. So I need to find somebody else to throw myself into. So this new relationship or whatever I, whatever I have going on, I'm throwing myself into that to get to forget about you, the negative self-thought, this negative self-doubt and the, 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 the shame that comes along with it. I'm throwing myself into this new situation to get over the old situation instead of working through my own issues or what might lead to the end of the relationship. You know, so they're trying to heal by using someone else. Whereas, you know, you as a non-narcissistic person, you can heal on your own, you know, over time. I can't do that. I need, I need somebody else to be here. Just like, Hey, here's my problems. I love you. Hey, this is our first, this is our first date. I know, but I love you. You know, it's just quick. You know, that's why they try to move quickly to get everything, to get the emotions really, really high mm. to get over the emotions of the old relationship really, really quick. Try to try to get over quickly, but you know, that's bringing old trauma to a new relationship. So they're not over that. That's why a lot of, that's why a lot of narcissists are still in contact with their exes because they're not over them. They're just throwing themselves into something new. So <clears throat> you think uh, if somebody jumps from one relationship to another, then that's kind of a sign of a narcissist? It's kind of a sign of them being, una- being unable to, to, to heal on their own, especially if they, if they just knew, if they just met this person very, very recently, it's different if that person been around for a long time, you know? Yeah. That's, that's different. But if they just met this person two nights ago after the breakup and now they're in love and living together, that's kind of, you know, that's a toxic trait. Just like, wait, you, you, we, we thought you were with her last week. Like, oh, I'm, I was, but I'm in love with this one now. You know, just like, <laughs> but right. don't like narcissists keep like people around, like for instance, like coworkers and, um, you know, other people, like maybe they have like a ex or like a coworker or like a girl, like a female <laughs> friend or like they're grooming several people at the same time. And then, yeah they kind of, whenever the relationship ends, they just like go to this next relationship right away because they pretty much been with this person the whole time anyways, right? So yeah, that's what I was telling you earlier that not no one person will be enough for a narcissist. They're always trying to, they always, you always have to have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. Just in case this falls apart for whatever reason, you know, I might do it, you might do it. Whatever reason this falls apart, I need to have a backup plan. Just like you know, just it, it can be it can, they can work job wise too. They can work employer wise. Like if I get fired from this job, I need to be you know be in good with the supervisors on this you know over here. I need to, you know, I need to have a plan a plan of action because you don't want to get caught. You know, for lack of a better term, you don't want to get caught with your pants down. You're just like, oh god, I'm 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 out here exposed. I have nothing. You don't want to yeah. get caught like that. You know, and that can be a very very dangerous person. Like that's why if you have a narcissist that you're dealing with and you break up with them. And they don't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. That's when they become super obsessive over you. They won't let you go at all. They're just like, nope, you're not moving on. Are you gonna break up with me? No, you have to give me a second chance. I don't care what I did. I'll fix it. I'll fix these things. I, let me cry in front of you. Let me threaten to, you know, take my own life. Let me do all this other stuff to keep you here. You know, let me try to do whatever it takes to keep you in this situation because I don't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you take that person back <laughs> in a couple of weeks, they leave you for somebody else because now they have a backup plan. 
because they know you left them before you can do it again so they don't trust you wow that's so interesting so they basically like oh shit she's gonna leave me and then they like you know fix a backup plan real quick yep you left me before you do it again so let me go ahead and have a plan let me go ahead and have a plan b you know ready to go just in case so what are so now that we're talking about exit plans and stuff so let's say you're in a relationship with a narcissist right and stuff are getting weird like they're acting funny and you know maybe they disappeared for a couple of days <laughs> you know and you're just like wow this something's really off here you know but not just like the despairing or the like uh, funny acting stuff and maybe yeah. they're cold something right yeah they're, they're like um what do you call it routines their routines are kind of off now so now mm-hmm. you're like knowing something's off something's weird so like what should you look out for when it comes to like a narcissist like showing their true colors and like they're about to do something and like you know maybe leave or they they're trying to blame everything on you or whatever it's called i don't even know gaslighting yeah, I, I, yeah you know? when, they, when they start to uh devalue you after the you know after the love bombing phase comes the devaluation phase where they start they where they emote you know for narcissistic people, toxic people, whatever, they emotionally disconnect from you. You know, mm-hmm. they become emotionally disconnected from you. That's why the routines, like you just said, the routines change up. Things are not the same. We don't hug anymore. We don't talk anymore. We don't kiss anymore. There's you know, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no intimacy at all. Yeah. You know, they they become emotionally disconnected from you. And and you know, narcissist most narcissistic people people do that for whatever reason. You know, mm-hmm. I I can't explain it. I wish I could. It's just it literally like a a light switch goes off my head and I don't care about that person no more. I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I with you? So if they feel that way, they're going to start acting that way. Like, why am I with you? So they become disconnected from you. Mm-hmm. And I always say this right here. If they're disconnected from you, they're trying to connect to someone else. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not, maybe not physically, but emotionally. So if, if you, if you, if things feel different, it's always, it's always to you. It's always a feeling you, you, you see this, you notice the patterns changing, you know, make a plan if you want to leave you have to make a plan to leave i always say don't you know willy-nilly you, some people can do that but most people need a plan of action in in place like you know they have to leave while they're at work or, or something like that because you know if i if i leave while they're here they're gonna go crazy so you have to leave while they're at work get the stuff out while they're at work or something like that so exit plans are very very important you know if i say having having a support system and people who you know love you and care about you and are willing to help you out is very very important because most narcissists try to eliminate your support system while you're in a relationship. They try to, you know, they try to alienate you from your friends and family, your groups, you know, your support system. So you feel like you're by yourself. Like you have no one else, but that narcissist that you yeah. turn to. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're on narcissist Island by yourself. You know, nobody else, nobody else, no, nobody else has a life raft or the coordinates to get there except for you. Yeah. So, you know, having a support system hurts and always make a plan. You know, I said, just be, be as safe as possible. Cause you know, some people crazy, some people, some narcissists, they're crazy, y'all. They just, they will yeah. go crazy if you leave them. So prepare for that, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of the narcissists that I like, like known or heard about, they like get the whole obsessive thing that you're saying. And then it's like, yes. oh, I'm going to kill myself. And then it goes to like, you know, if they can't like do that, they're going to try like maybe to hurt you, whether it's like mm-hmm. emotionally or, you know, even physically. Right. So it's like you're just like, whoa, like this is 
you need to stay over there, you know, restraining orders, you need to have them in place. And like, what are some of the ways to like scare like a narcissist that like went that far away? What are are some of the ways? Yeah, what are some of the ways? Let's say a narcissist, like they're, they're getting agitated now because they're not getting what they want. And now they're like angry with you when they want to hurt you in some kind of ways. Mm. And now maybe even they want to get um, physical or something like some way that they want to hurt you. And now you just like, oh, my God, I need to get rid of this person. Like, mm-hmm. is it a, to get a, like a restraining order or like, what are some of the ways it's no contact. Right. And then restraining yeah, yeah. Order? S- separating yourself from the situation is going to be advised and restraining orders. Do they, do they always work? It's kind of a piece of paper filed downtown. Does that going to work? And they might, they might actually set the person off, but, but always do that. If that person cares about their reputation, they're going to care about you getting a restraining order on them, you know? Because yeah. that's you know yeah. that, that becomes searchable. That becomes like public knowledge. You can put somebody's name in there and just like uh, restrain the order, you know. Mm-hmm. So protect yourself at, at all costs. Because if somebody's threatening to take their own life, what do you think they will do to you? Yeah, exactly. Do you do you, so do you think you're more important to that narcissist than they are to themselves? They're gonna if they're gonna take themselves out, they're gonna take you out. So you can't you can't save somebody in that in that in that you know in that mindset. It's like call you know call the police. Do a, do a wellness check. Do something along those lines to preserve and protect yourself because they're not going to do it. You know, they're absolutely not going to do any of that. So you have to protect yourself in situations like that. And like, and always like restraining orders, do they work a lot of times? Yes. But some people are just like, they're going to buzz the restraining order. And some people who file the restraining order are going to give in and start talking to the person. So it kind of eliminates it. Mm-hmm. So you have to be, and that's where, again, you kind of circle back to the support system. Like, Hey, I need some help. You know, somebody help me because yeah. you know the mind works weird. You get you get trauma bonded. You get addicted to these. You get you get addicted to people like that, mm. and you want to reach out to them. It, it actually it brings you physical pain not to reach out to that person. You know, it's like oh, it hurts my stomach, my head hurts, my heart hurts. I haven't talked to this person in a long time. Yeah, so that's why you need a support system and and people around you to help you out. Like, look, stay strong, be blessed, and all the other good, all the other yeah. good jazz. You know. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And like, oh my God, it's like so much information about it. <laughs> you know, I don't even know. Like, I'm like wow, it's like so much to do. <laughs> and like, let's say if there, like um, a narcissist is like, oh my God, you like discover that, you know, I'm a liar and I'm a cheater, whatever they might be, right? And they're like, let's go to therapy and let's get counseling. Like, are they Let's, actually trying to change or is this just another like facade kind of thing? Let's. So are you cheating too? Or they, are, are they the only one that's cheating? You know? What do you because, mean? No, you said let, let's get therapy. It means both people are in, are at fault there. No, no, no. I'm saying those, like the guys yeah. like, or the woman, whoever <laughs> yeah. is the narcissist the is cheater. like, let's get the therapy. Cheater, yeah. 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 So that's, 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 that sounds like manipulation because like, even though, you know, I've been diagnosed as a narcissist, I've been in therapy, you know, for four and a half years, I go to therapy by myself. Cause like, you know, they have to want to get help by themselves oh, okay. because the, you know, yeah. the counseling helps with communication. You know, most, most marriage counselors are going to tell you how to communicate better. Mm. If that person is unwilling to communicate with you in any type of way where you, where you feel hurt, it's kind of pointless. That's just another manipulation. Like, Hey, we went to therapy. They said we were cool. We were one session. We we're in and out. 
there's just an excuse. Like they'll start trying things to keep you there. Therapy, yeah. just, you know, the, the therapy is not them taking accountability. It's them trying to coax you into staying in this relationship. It's like, hey, don't leave me. I'll go to therapy with you right now. You know, but typically if they want to go to therapy, it's because the other person has suggested it before. Now, okay, so it's not because they actually want to fix themselves. They're just doing it because they're like, in order to be with this person, like I'm doing. In order to keep you there, yep, exactly. In order to keep you around, yeah, it's manipulation on a on a different, a whole different level, you know. Yeah, when you try to leave them, yeah, sorry, sorry. So if you're, for instance, you're you're a narcissist, right? But like, let's say you actually are a narcissist, and you're like you had all these relationships and this and that and you're like wow there i think there there might be something wrong like and you want to seek out help like what are some of the advice for the actual narcissist what can they do to like uh get help for you know everything that they're going through and like what are some of the steps and is it like an ongoing thing or like can you get healed from this or how does it work so i don't think you can get healed from this i've told people before I'll be in therapy for the rest of my life. You know, I, I will at least at least once a month for the rest of my life. And I, I'm per, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm cool with it because it helps make me a better person. You know, but for me, when I first you know heard the the word narcissist, I I got on Google, of course, you know, and Google therapist, and I found my I found my therapist who I still have to this day um, on psych, the website Psychology Today. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can get on that website and you know you can search by specialties. You know, you can definitely search by you know specializes in dealing with narcissists cool let me pick her you know you can search by specialties and things like that but like if you are are a narcissist and you want to actually get help you have to commit to it and have to be honest and there's a lot of shame that comes with therapy it is and most narcissists avoid shame at all costs you know there's a lot of shame with sitting in the therapist chair telling them to you know the heinous, bad, sometimes evil things you have done to people in your life mm-hmm. and sitting in it and trying to find a way to get past that type of stuff or the things that have that have been done to you. There's shame and things that have been happened to you that you mm-hmm. cannot control. So there's a lot of shame in that as well because you can yeah. defend yourself at seven, eight years old, where, whereas now you might be in your 30s. You can defend yourself now. You want the person who hurt you at, at seven or eight to come to your life right now so you can hurt them, you know? Mm. there's a lot of shame associated with it so you have to be able and comfortable you know to sit in the shame it sucks sitting in the shame hurts it's yeah yeah and like for instance when you go through these uh, therapy sessions is it like you're like i thought about doing this awful thing but you know now you call the therapist and then you're just like help me like so i won't do this awful thing or like how does that work so pretty much that's how it works though because like i tell i you know i'm still the, the narcissism doesn't go away so right now what i have to do is slow my life i have to slow myself down mm-hmm. because most narcissists are are impulsive they just do things on impulse really really quickly and in the moment mm-hmm. whereas i have to not do that i have to like actively try to slow myself down as to not take those actions and you know do those things and say what i wanted to say i'm like i have to be again i have to be willing to sit in that shame you know, so it, it really is just a, a tough scenario to deal with when you're trying to go to therapy and you know deal with this type of behavior and things like that. Because like, and understand that it doesn't go away. If you're a true narcissist, it doesn't go away, but you, it doesn't mean you have to be a terrible, evil person. It really, really doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell my, if I think some bad thoughts and I don't, and I don't 
take action on those bad thoughts, I reward, I, I get happy. I'm like, yay, I control myself. You know, I didn't do anything bad. I can control myself. And that, let, and that lets me know that I'm, I'm, I've been working on myself, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. And I will tell my therapist what I thought about doing. And she's like, yeah, don't, I'm glad you didn't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like, as far as you being in a relationship, can you have a relationship now without like, like hurting the other person or like, can't, like if you're like for instance relationship with a partner or like a like mm. a father or mother like can you be a narcissist and carry on these type of relationships or mm. is it like now you're just like it's uh, better off not to even have relationships i mean i, I still have, i still have my relationships you know what i mean yeah. it just it, 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 it takes hard work to maintain relationships once you become aware of who you are you mm-hmm. know because I said the thought process is still there. The self-serving egotistical thoughts are still the first thoughts out of my mind. They they come out first. Yeah. But I, I realized, you know, almost the last five years of therapy that I don't have to act on those thoughts to feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I can have genuine relationships right now. Whereas you know, I've had relationships my whole life, but they're not, they not, they don't feel genuine and authentic. Like most narcissists, they have a lot of people around them, but they don't, some of them, you know, don't have a lot of close friends. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the relationships are terrible or the relationships are, they have a lot of situational relationships, you know, yeah. like, you know, you know, you know, just like short term girlfriends and boyfriends and husbands and wives, like lots of marriages. It just, it's, it's a wild life. It can be. Yeah. And what about like the narcissistic mother and father and that kind of thing? Like, how does those kind of relationships work? Um, But with therapy or without therapy, because, you know, Without, Without therapy, therapy yeah. like, I mean, obviously, I think, especially when it's older people, like, uh, you know, in our generation, if let's say we have mothers and fathers, they're not gonna realize that they're narcissists, most likely. Yeah. And, you know, older people, they usually tend to not want to get therapy either, or yes. kind of help because they're mm-hmm. just like, that's like old school kind of thinking, right? So, like what what do you do let's say if you have a narcissistic parent and you're trying really hard to have that relationship with them and you're just realizing like no like there's something wrong here i feel like once you realize what who your parent actually is mm-hmm. once you grow up and you understand who your parent actually is you can start to set your own life boundaries on your parents you know whereas when you were growing up typically typically when you're growing up with a narcissistic parent you don't get to have boundaries against that parent so mm-hmm. when you grow up, you can have your own boundaries, even though even though they might be uncomfortable to set, you can have your own boundaries against your parents. And if they continue to, you know, a lot of people nowadays, you know, this day and age are cutting their parents off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they really are like, I would no contact with my mom for six months. Like, ah, well, you cutting your mom off and yeah. your dad and your brothers is is extremely tough, you know. But it, it 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 helps you heal sometimes to cut that person out of your life because it it does. So if that person is toxic and only adding negativity into your life, it might be it might behoove you to you know to take that person out of your life or reduce their role in your life. You might not can cut them out completely, but you can drastically reduce their role in their you know their their, their role in your life and their their importance in your life. Like I I need I need validation from this person. You don't need that validation anymore. And yeah. what are some of the traits of like a narcissistic parent? Uh, constantly, like constantly questioning your motives. You're not going to be good enough for a narcissistic parent. Like most narcissists that are parents, like see their kids as reflections of themselves. Mm. So if you are not reflecting back good qualities, they they might get rid of you. They might just not parent you at all. 
they might discard you and you just get rid of the whole family and go try to start something else. You know, mm-hmm. narcissistic parents always typically make you feel like you're not nothing you ever do or say will be good enough to make them happy, which is mm-hmm. how the relationships go. You know, it's kind of just like it kind of parallels how an intimate relationship would go, but it's just instead of a girlfriend or boyfriend, it's a child. And kids get it a lot worse because they can't con- you you can control who you date and who you marry most times, but you can't control who your parents are. So yeah. it's tough growing up in a household with a toxic ass mom or and or dad. It, 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 just, it just is, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably like you deal with it as a kid, and like let's say you deal with that as a kid, is it more likely for you to grow up and become a narcissist, or is it like now you know the traits, is, so you're just kind of like. So in my, you know, I, I pretty much talk to people every day dealing with this. Most of them had, most of the people who end up in narcissistic relationships had a narcissistic parent. Mm. Like a lot, a lot, most, a lot of them. It was like, oh, I, my husband's a narcissist. And I just so I, you know, my mom's a narcissist too. And it, it's always, it seems as there, like there's always a parental component in it. You know, it's just like, man, it's like, what about your, what, what's your relationship like with your mom and dad? Like my dad's a narcissist. And wow. my, my my husband or my wife acts just like my mom or my dad, and it's just like you're you're drawn to that that type of behavior because that's what you grew up with. You know, it's kind of crazy. I was just like, dang, and I'm just like, yikes, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest fears right there because my I tell my therapist I like I don't want my daughter to end up with somebody like me, and she's like, you, well, you your behaviors, but be- your behaviors better change. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, but see, like you're working on yourself, like, and I think right now in this day and age, it's, it's like, I don't know, the, the women are like progressing in a lot of ways. They're like being grown up to like, you know, take care of home and family and work and, mm-hmm. you know, that the work stuff is like a newer kind of situation, right? But now a lot of women are independent. They're making a lot of money. They're like, bringing in 50% of the household and they're taking care of the house house chores and the work and this and that. So there's like, like very like, uh, like imbalanced kind of situation when it comes to women and men right now. Like, so like the men are still like, okay, well we're men, you know, we're doing this, we're the care, like, uh, you know, what do you call it? Mm -hmm. Bring home the bacon and all this other stuff, but it's like only 50% of the bacon, (laughs) you know? But like, you get what I'm saying? (laughs) But like for, I feel like, um, you know, you get like once in a while you get the people that are like, okay, yeah, like I understand my daughter. I don't want my daughter going through this. So if Mm -hmm. I don't fix myself, then my daughter might end up in the same situation. Right. So I think that's a lot of the issues is like, you know, it's easy to see women as like an external thing or men as an external thing. But when you have kids, then it's like, this might happen to your own kids. So now you need to like step up. Right. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of evil people out here on some of these podcasts that say like, Hey, I'm gonna treat women the way I treat them. I'm just telling my daughter to avoid men like me, which is one million percent ignorant as hell because that yeah. it doesn't work that way. So they're gonna watch what you do and how you treat people, but mm. listen to what you say. That's you know, that's yeah. conditioning your kids to pay attention to people's words and not their actions. That's yeah. a terrible. Yeah. That's a terrible parent. You know, that's an awful narcissistic, toxic parent. It's just like I'm gonna treat people terribly, but I'm gonna tell my kids to what to you know to not date people like me huh <laughs> makes no sense right it's the same thing like if a kid sees you <laughs> drinking a diet coke every day they're gonna want to try the diet coke it's like whatever the kids see they're gonna want to like 
like mm-hmm. uh, copy whatever you're doing, right? So, or like, you know, they're going to take on those same traits yeah. or date the same type of people. And yeah, so yeah. I, I'm a strong believer. It's like, you got to practice what you preach and all that good yes. stuff. Obviously, yeah. it's impossible yeah. to be like perfect, you know, but, you know, try your best to do everything you can to like prevent certain things and all that good stuff, right? Yes, that's, that's all you can do is, like I said, that's all you can do is try. And that's what I'm doing with therapy now is just trying to do my best. Like I said, I know I won't ever be healed, which is not my goal anyway. My goal is just, just be a better version of myself every single day, which, yeah. which I think which I think is definitely achievable. That doesn't that doesn't make me that doesn't make it sound like I'm trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be better than who I am, you know. Yeah. And that helps me out. And like I said, it also kind of sets a good example for I don't like I said, it just you can't they actions over I always I'm a an ardent believer in actions over words. So your actions are going to lead the way. Your words are just they're just words. You know, exactly. people you know it's say, so, saying I'm a millionaire and being a millionaire are two different things. I'm a millionaire, you're like you broke you know it's just like <laughs> <laughs> can i move yeah. in <laughs> i got your name tattooed <laughs> quick quick you see how that works yeah. extremely quick yes yeah exactly be like, like wait what like, i love you <laughs> we should do like a video like that <laughs> it says udos right here <laughs> <laughs> you know I, you know i love you right i know we've been knowing each other a week and a half but had to get, hey, had yeah, to, you, had you have a tattoo right there too <laughs> oh that's that's my that's my aunt <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> hey get my aunt and my mama on that i yeah that no, that <laughs> You yeah. moved into your odd space place. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I love you, right? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta love them. Exactly. It's, it's, that's the mindset, though. It's like it's quick ownership. Like I love you. Look, yeah. I would if I didn't love you, I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have got this thirty-five dollar tattoo of your name on here. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> in like black ink, like, <laughs> yeah. all like huge. <laughs> like, yeah. oh wow, thanks. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> It's Thank you. Kind of cool. Like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the that's literally the mindset, though. It really, it really, really is. So yeah. just like, you know, I tell people to protect themselves. Like, if they get you a tattoo, is not that's that's an attachment to you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I think but, Kim Kardashian's guy, the Pete Davidson, he had like uh, her kids tattooed on him or something like that. Well. So I was like, oh well, you know. I guess he owns those kids now or something, you know? Or mess with, trying to mess with Kanye, who, who's been messing with him? Who do you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I mean, he yeah. has so many tattoos. It will be like a map. Like, where do you even find this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> you know? who, 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 who found it? Who was studying his tattoos? Like, geez. I think he said it. I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, I just saw, like, a little thing, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. The tattoo thing. I recognize that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what about, like, complete strangers that are, like, tattooing you like as a public person on their body is that like the same kind of ownership thing or is it just like oh i'm a fan and i just want yeah, to there's you. there's more than fandom right there i feel like that's that's obsession and that's kind of this different level right there there's yeah that's so like yeah. it's not like a cool thing like oh wow i'm on like all over this guy's leg or something you yeah know? If, I, if i saw my name on somebody's leg i'm like <laughs> yeah. watch watch him you know, just like, <laughs> yeah. What about like guys that are tattooing, like let's say, like The Rock's face on them or something? Again, this to me, this is this is yeah. You know, I guess like, that's wow. Their, the Rock, look, I yeah. love you. 
It's the rock of my chest. Yeah, the rock of my chest. Like, no, I, yeah. it's weird. It's, it's like, weird. Whoa, it's okay. weird. It's just weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah. They, they, they don't yeah. own the rock, though. They don't own the rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know? it's kind of strange. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to think it was like cool. Like, oh, wow. Like somebody tattooed, you know, me on their like something. And uh, I think I had an ex that like tattooed my name, like on his chest. And then I was just like, oh, okay. But that was kind of like, it caught me like, off guard a little bit i'm uh, like oh he, he actually did it you know like <laughs> didn't, didn't tell you about it just just revealed it to you on the beach yeah like, like oh look look what i got like oh cool all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, here's my trash bag i'm like staying here <laughs> yeah but i didn't even get the trash bag he just stayed and like never left. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I think he was homeless, you know. The, 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 the trash bag is too obvious. There's, there's, you know, yeah. You do. You got to do it covertly and subtly now. You don't. You don't bring the trash no, bag now. He didn't have up. the trash bag. Like he had like just the clothes on him, and then he just like stayed and like never left. <laughs> <laughs> and like little by little, he would go to work, and then like new clothes were like show up you know and then <laughs> and then be, and then before i know it i'm like are you staying here are you gonna like pay half of the rent oh you want me to pay rent <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what is happening <laughs> you, you, you were doing okay before i moved in so why do you need help now it's just like you know just yeah. that's the mindset like, like wait uh, you want me to huh? pay like oh <laughs> <laughs> I was just hanging out, you know. Yeah. Like I could sleep on my brother's couch. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> but you oh. know, you gotta pay rent if you're gonna stay here. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the, I'm, I'm telling you. Just like wait, you were doing pretty good before I got here, so why do you need me to pay rent now? Yeah, <laughs> you need to just like, like you said, slow down and like all the love bombing and everything is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a yeah. minute. I mean, I know it so well now that I'm just like, I just avoid everything now. Like, <laughs> I think I my walls and my avoidance of everything is so far up that it's yeah. like nobody can even get to me to begin with. It's like, oh, can I get your number? Oh, uh, for what? <laughs> it's like, oh, but I love you. <laughs> like, but it's so bad because it's like, at what point do you even get into something? You know, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, I tell you, yeah, take your time. And you, you'll, you'll know when, you know, I tell people, just take your time, you know, and heal, heal first. Yeah. You know, I tell people, you gotta, you gotta, you have to heal first before you go into something else. Cause then if you don't, you, you carry this additional stuff into the new relationship and, it, and yeah. it, you know, it can mess with your mind a lot. It really, really can. Yeah. You know, and the healing takes so long. Like I read so many books and like now I'm like, wow, like I didn't even know I had certain things until I read all these books. And then I was just like, wow, I have like abandonment issues and like all these other factors. And then these other people that I was in a relationship have all of these issues. That's why I'm mm-hmm. like, if I get into anything, I have to make sure that both of us done the work yeah. so it can like work out. But otherwise, yeah. it's going to be a waste of time, you know? It, it, it definitely will. You go. You know, you know, life is finite. You know, you know, you're not gonna live forever. So you gotta, you know, yeah. make sure you you spend the time on the right people. 
for sure. Yeah. So where can everybody find you? And like, if they want your help or anything, where, where can it go? Your social media, right. give us everything. So you can find me pretty much on every platform right now as at, at, uh, at mental illness, you know, mental H E A L N E S S. I'm, I'm pretty much on all social media platforms now. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok is my biggest platform, but like I'm more active on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, I tweet a little bit here and now, you know, here and now too. But like, if you want to email me, you can do me, you can do that. At mental illness, 85, the number eight, five at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's where I'll be at, you know? Okay, cool. I'll like send me all the links too. And I put it in the description so they could just like easily click on it. I don't know if you have a link tree or something. I have a, a, a beacon, or whatever you call it, a beacon. Oh, link. beacon. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the website designed now. It, it's not going to be ready in time, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just like send me the links and I put it in, and then everybody could click on it. So make sure you go follow him and get all the advice, whether you're a girl or a boy and dealing with narcissists or you are a narcissist or want to get educated on anything about narcissists, maybe narcissistic parents or sister, brother cat dog like (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) the roaches like whatever you have (laughs) they might be narcissistic but you can get all the help and the information you need from lee he's the man so i appreciate it thank y'all so much (laughs) all right so thank you so much for doing this i appreciate you and uh stay in touch and all the good stuff (laughs) all right i appreciate you as well thank you so much too all right okay bye. bye bye